Hello everyone, and like I said in episode 1, Megavanen, and all that other geeky stuff. I'm Chris Laporte, the lore master of this podcast, self-proclaimed Tolkien nerd, and I introduce myself again simply because I think this is a great episode to start if you're listening for the first time. Sure, you miss out on some incredible storytelling and character moments, but you're going to start right where we do our full conversion to second edition of the One Ring RPG. And you can always go back and check out the other episodes later. So, if you're a new listener to the pod, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. I'm so happy you're here. If you've been listening since episode one, we love that you have been us been with us through so much, through Mirkwood, the High Pass, Under the Misty Mountain, and through some great inside jokes like Sean never remembering the damn rules to this game. Poor guy. Now he has to learn 2E, but whatever. <laughs> uh, we do have some amazing story moments coming for you. Oh man, I'm excited. Uh, first, for our new listeners, let me recap super quickly here and bear with me veterans uh, just for a moment or skip ahead to where we start i won't judge just know there's an amazing moment at the end of this episode you're not gonna want to miss so definitely listen oh i'm so excited anyway anyway i'm getting ahead of myself our group of heroes are trying to find out the darkness that seems to be re-emerging in mirkwood and the lands around known as wilderland Our adventure is set 10 years after the Battle of the Five Armies in The Hobbit, to give you kind of a reference of time. So far, our fellowship has helped a merchant through the forest, uh, spoken with Bjorn and Radagast and some woodmen elders to come up with a plan to at least talk about these new dangers. Orcs seem to be in greater number, dark shapes have been seen in the forest, and a great howling wolf can be heard at night, not to mention whispers of a nameless fear returning to Mordor. This has many on edge, but is it enough for the people of Wilderland to come together and actually do something about it? We'll see. A folk moot of all the leaders in the area has been called and is being organized by Radagast and the group. Now they have some fresh information about what the orcs are calling the Chained One. Who knows what this new danger is, but it seems to be orchestrating this growing darkness. Our fellowship consists of a warden, Bjorning woman named Kat Vera, played by my brother, Patrick. She wants to hunt the shadow wherever it is, following in her father's footsteps, who lost an arm fighting wargs. A woodsman wanderer, Yurik, and his hound, Finn, are played by Sean. He was investigating the growing darkness in Mirkwood for Radagast when he became the only known survivor of a group of 12 other explorers, now he's looking for answers. A young barding rich kid scholar played by Han is also in the group. He needs to find healing a healing remedy for his parents who are caught in a black breath kind of illness and are in a coma-like state. Then there's a dwarven treasure hunter named Rory played by Josh who is out to make a new name for himself and bring fortune to his exiled family's name. Josh also behind the scenes is the creator of our logo and basically any art that you see that's ours that's josh um but last but not least uh rory's treasure hunter partner in crime hobbit ted Tuke, played by tim that's a lot of teeth uh not to mention the drinking kind he wants an adventure to match old bilbo baggins's tale uh this unlikely group hopes to find answers, and has just saved a caravan besieged by orcs in the High Pass, then killed the goblin chief leading them. Now they return to the Easterly Inn, set up by some adventuresome hobbits in the Wilderland, and uh, then they'll be going to their own individual journeys during this Yule end-of-the-year fellowship. So that's a 2E thing. Oh, I'm excited. Here we go. We're finally at our second edition conversion, and I am stoked! We will talk about the mechanics as we go uh, without drifting away too much from the story uh, because that's really what we care about here, isn't it? But we want to make sure that we're keeping the uh, 2E rules visible so you can see how to play with Free League's version of the One Ring RPG. Final thing before we start. If you end up liking this geeky-ass fellowship and their story, give us a rating, a review, wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
We are sitting around 5,000 downloads right now, which is insane to me. And your rating helps us reach even more. Here's the thing. I've never listened to a podcast based off ads or promotions. I've only listened to podcasts where my friends were like, dude, you should listen to that podcast. So please, word of mouth is huge here. Tell your geeky Lord of the Rings TTRPG loving friends about us. All our socials and website info is in the show notes if you want to check us out even more. But enough talk, as Cat Vera would say. Let's get to episode 17 of the Party Business Podcast called Concerning Second Edition and Other Tales. So my wife caught me with the second edition rule book out. I'm sorry, your what? <laughs> my wife. Um, no, well, your my what? Wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> and she was like, the sacred texts. I was like, yes, it's finally happening. <laughs> I almost got on to spit out her drink. That was, that was, that was early in the episode. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I am so excited because it's finally happening. Full conversion to yeah. 2E. Woo. Second edition. Yeehaw. Man, I'm so excited. Um, but we should probably, probably get started, I guess. Uh, here's what's happened last time. You guys went through Goblin Town, and, you know, adjacent Goblin Town, and found out some things. You found out that this kind of new goblin chief may be trying to take things into his own hands, wants to stay independent, was causing some trouble for the high pass, probably attacked a few caravans. That kind of seems to have fallen through now, considering he has the illness known as dead. Um, you guys started a brawl amongst the goblins and the orcs, because it seems like perhaps the orcs have come from Mirkwood. Um... So you got a, a little bit of information about that. Then you found a few items, kick-ass axe, a message that has some sort of some sort of uh, elvish on it. You can't understand quite what it says. And uh, I believe Yurik even got like a giant shield. <laughs> uh, that yeah, can we address probably... the fact that Yurik is like a truffle pig at this point for like rare items? <laughs> I'm just sniffing that stuff yeah, that's out. That's true. Yeah, you found an axe, a cool button, <laughs> yeah. a gi- giant shield, uh, a hoard of treasure in the back like corner of this guy's room that you just entered. <laughs> Rory's still um, jealous about the button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yurik found the button. He's like, it's all uphill from here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I should retire. Yeah. Uh, um, and you murdered a goblin <laughs> that you're using. Well, we as a. One, we, one, person, fair, one person murdered a goblin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to give you uh, credit on that one. Um, so. That's going to probably need to get resolved at some point, because I don't think the kid was super happy. <laughs> that's our I Know What You Did Last Summer story arc, by the way. It's... <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to need one of those like disclaimers at the beginning of like the beliefs and like <laughs> reflected, do not reflect CBS, whatever. Like... <laughs> <laughs> wow, come, from, come from multiple yeah. backgrounds of various yeah, yeah. Like, beliefs. Yeah. Um, Including the one that's murder is not usually cool. (laughs) (laughs) True. Um, So you've found your way kind of back up and out of these caves. And with late afternoon sun, you head back down the Misty Mountains as far as you can. You don't make it all the way to the river in one day. But you're able to get pretty far down the mountain, make camp. Uh, and head back to the Easterly Inn. And I'm not going to do journey rules on the way back. Um, in fact, as you make camp, two of the Bjornings that were at the river have been looking for you. And they come and mm. kind of help you get back un- unhindered. We give them Before... the wine to carry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take those. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I 
I will say, before you get to the river, at night, you do hear that wolf again. It seems to be way out in the distance somewhere, but you can still hear it. And it's one of those things where you, like, are half asleep and you wake up and you're like, did I hear that? Is that my dream? What is that? My, is this sleep paralysis? What is Was this? it Rory snoring? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It's definitely Rory snoring. <laughs> snoring. Yeah. It's not a bear. Um, it's just Rory. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. It's now Bjorn himself in bear form. <laughs> uh, as you cross the river, um, there's no problems. You don't have to pay the toll again this time. Um, yeah. word, word of your exploits has kind of uh, reached everybody ahead of you. That you, you saved the caravan in the high path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and of course, wine is a, a great friend maker. Um, <laughs> as you travel across country towards, B- um, not Bjorn's house, uh, towards the Easterly Inn, things seem to be fine except at night boy it gets cold and sure autumn is approaching winter's approaching we're going to do a yule fellowship second e oh man Ooh. but it's colder than the mountains some nights it feels like it's weird Oof. you should be coming into the valley a little bit warmer temperature it's just a, a chill that kind of lingers at night but nothing comes of it mm. and you all head back and enter the easterly end finally after like 10 episodes in the missing mountains <laughs> yeah that was a long <laughs> little arc yeah. yeah uh well i thought we were I, I thought we were done you guys go into goblin town all like willy-nilly yeah we did that a couple extra episodes just for you know for uh Ch- yeah. chasing chasing tails i'm still yeah. was like a, a beach episode <laughs> <laughs> i was like when do we go surfing <laughs> I want to smash watermelons like in the animes. Yeah, yeah, this is longer than a Naruto filler arc, man. Jesus. <laughs> Actually, one of the uh, encounter or one of the uh, endeavors you can do on a fellowship phase is a uh, beach episode. So we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> it's just called Hang Ten. <laughs> As you all enter the Easterly Inn, a little smelly, a little grimy. As soon as you open that door, you hear, I said I was sorry. I am sorry, okay? <laughs> I If I had known you were in that much danger, and you kind of interrupt right there as you walk in. And Dindy and Dodinus and oh, Agatha no. <laughs> are all in one place. And now we got to remember everyone's names again. <laughs> um, all these brandy bucks are in one place again. The two brothers and then uh, Dodinus's wife, Agatha. They're all in one place, and they all kind of look up, and you just hear Dindy first. Oh, yes! No, no, <laughs> They've no, made it no. back! <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do? <laughs> well, Ted, yeah, Ted definitely uh, completely reflects the amount of, of excitement, and is, and is just... He just says... I'm so glad you made it back. Oh, we were fine, fine. Analda took good care of us. It was no trouble at all getting back down. I am so happy. I am never leaving this inn again. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, Dodina says, once again, I am, I am sorry. If I had known you were in that much danger, I, I would have never been so nonchalant about it and Agatha's like that's right that's right who was right I was right (laughs) and you know what and she kind of points at the group one of the ponies had the dwarven ale we got it back (laughs) very interesting Um, and ales are definitely busted out Um, anyone else want to do anything specific which is which one is the one that um Owns the end again? Is that Dodinus? Dodinus, uh, they all kind of own the end. Dodinus and Dindy and Agatha went in on this business venture together in a lot of ways. There is um, a dwarf kind of that, that's like wiping down tables that they have like as their hired hand. But um, they all kind of are the business owners, I guess. Gotcha. Um, Ted, just who is it enjoys tr- at least trying to schmooze, will will also go up to the three and say, uh, I'll have you know that 
Dodinus, Dodinus sent us specifically. He pulled me aside specifically to make sure that we uh, that we knew how dangerous it was, and he was the one who actually sent us to come rescue you. So you need to know that. You need to know that. Agatha. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I do remember that I was quite concerned. Dodinus, on the other hand, said everything was fine. Was everything fine, Dindy? And Dindy goes, no, dear me, no. Dear me? Uh, I was worried about this group. Staying behind and hunting goblins? I don't think so. I was worried I would have to find someone else to go find you. Okay, well, Ted Ted just looks at Dodinus and just, like, kind of shrugs and goes, I tried. I, I tried, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Valiant effort, Ted. <laughs> Dodinus just kind of, like, nods at you. Like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but I, 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 do, I did hear something about Dwarven Ale, right? We, we, were, we were, I just want to loop back on that whole situation. <laughs> uh, Agatha's like, of course. And she starts pouring the Dwarven Ale for whoever wants it. Oh, yeah. Double, um, double fisting in Catvera yes. is going to go straight to Analda because she knows that she's well-traveled. Uh, Analda is actually not there. What? <laughs> um, you have Damn. to remember, you were down, down in Goblin Town, and you probably are about a day behind everybody else. So, it looks like she moved on already, maybe left that morning. Uh, well, but you can, you can, you can certainly ask about her. Like, you look around, you look for her, and you notice, is she in a room? What's going on? But you can ask for sure. Uh, yeah, I'll ask uh, Do- uh, Dodinus. Um, Do- yeah, go ahead. Have you seen... Uh, is Analda here? Uh, did she leave? Um, I have some questions I would like to ask her before she takes off, if, if I can. Um, Dodinus is like in the middle of a drink. Mm, mm. And so is Chris. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, what did I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of goes underneath... Uh, the bar brings up this little envelope um, and it looks like kind of big like is there a big parcel in there what's going on uh, and he opens up this envelope and he says it's not it's not sealed uh, she did leave a letter I think for all of you and then these and brings out this kind of like bundle of leaves that you recognize as probably the rest of her ethylast that she had Ooh, that's all you, the kid. Uh, do I see this? Do I know this? Yeah, I think you're all at the bar drinking, and you know, you see him bring it out and open this up. I think he like reaches for it and grabs it, and he's just like, Is she, "Did she leave this behind?" Yeah. So, I assume, Cadvera, do you want to read this letter? Yeah, I'll read it. What does it say? It says, <laughs> "You're a s- the kid. You are a scholar, and you can't I'll just read." Say, you're probably the only one of us that like can for for sure. Yeah, I can read some runes. You know, <laughs> I could read things much better than letters. I could read the rocks. Yeah, that's right. I can read the room. <laughs> I don't think Rory you cannot. Can, Rory cannot. He is definitely illiterate in that. <laughs> yeah, the kid's hey, just was... grabbing the, the rest of the stuff, but not caring about the letter. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. Allow. You open it up, and uh, you kind of read it, maybe out loud, I don't know. And it says, uh, Good fellows. Oh. I want to start by saying thank you, and mm. an apology. I was not able to stay. I need to report to Bjorn immediately of the goings in the High Pass. But I do leave to you a few things. First, my gratitude. If we ever meet again, please know that I'm willing to help in whatever endeavor that you're on. Second, I leave Ethelas. I know that it was desired by one of your fellows, and it could come in handy in a pinch. But we used it the best way we could, given the situation. Mm -hmm. You must know, the best way to use Ethelas 
is to crush it and boil it, and let the aroma fill the room. It will not only be used for wounds directly, but your spirit. It can lift you out of the darkness. Hopefully, this information will come in handy. If not today, someday. For I feel your destinies are tied with darkness. Until we meet again, I am at your service and your family's. Benaldo. Let's hotbox this bitch! <laughs> <laughs> you broke him! I did. Damn, that was good. Um, is Cat oh, reading this out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. But it says think... that. Yeah. Really <laughs> uncharacteristically. Caveras <laughs> is this big pothead, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's been hanging out with Yurik too much. <laughs> Standing alone in the forest for too long. Yeah. Um, I think the kid gets like really like he 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 walked into the inn pretty like uh, I'm over this, but then with all of that stuff, he's just like grabbing. He's like, I got it. We got to take it. We got to go. I got to go home. I got to like use this i like i finally have what i want um so he's just like frantically like i don't want to stay here right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got the thing yeah. he's getting packed yeah okay Yurik which looks- is perhaps a good yeah go ahead Yurik. i was just gonna say you kind of looks over at cat vera and says um a lot of talk in that letter of darkness then pause, take a little drink, and then look at Cat Vera. What do you make of that? Uh, well, we know that the darkness is encroaching um, from Dolgadur, and we need to do something about it. I, I also have plans to go meet with Bjorn, and perhaps I'll find Inalda there. This letter, uh, it has been on my mind since we found it. I need to find someone who can translate it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> she She's Dude. not picking up the hint that you are actually talking about her. Uh, over and out. <laughs> Yurik says, and? <laughs> and how does that make you feel? <laughs> Yurik pulls out inkblot sheets and just starts holding them in front of Calvary. <laughs> What's your mall dog? <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. How Man. far is how far is with I don't remember where I'm from. Who am I? we're you're from Dale. Um so yeah, we've always gone there? back and forth. Yeah, are are you Dale or are you Lake Town? I think Dale is more appropriate. Maybe your family, of course, was from Lake Town originally, since it was the only thing that was there uh only ten years ago. But Dale, um, you have to go back through the forest to the other side. Um, now, I will say you're in luck because you're towards the end of the year. A lot of merchants, including probably uh, one Baldor, is probably already thinking about getting back to Dale. So you can probably hitch up with some of the caravans going back across the elf path. Um to get back relatively safely. A.K.A. we will not be doing a journey for Fellowship Stub (laughs) to get you back. Um, (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. Um, For now, the elf path is fairly safe. A, you've been on it before. B, you can go with the caravans back and forth to make it even safer. And C, you might see some elves here and there that are also protecting it. Um, But you can get back to Dale for especially a Yule Fellowship phase that we're going to be doing. So... But it's definitely a couple weeks to home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Can we just get an eagle or something? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I'm really need to... pocketing, pocketing these. Yeah. Pieces. Since since we've been there before, can we just go on like press select and fast travel back? <laughs> yeah. So that was so that was <laughs> You have to make uh, camp first. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure we unlocked yeah. a waypoint shrine or something. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you have that mod, that survivor mod installed, and Ooh. you, yeah, all of the waypoint stuff is disabled. So. 
We could go. I was going to say we have a mod that lets us fast travel from every, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the Elden Ring thing? Are. We stay at the fireplace or uh, the... Yeah. If the you, you'll make camp and it looks exactly the same with the same characters in their same tents in the same places every time you camp. But yeah. it's great for role-playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I think good segue if we're all done, unless you guys want to have a little more in this scene. No, Wait, do we have rooms? Uh, you have rooms. Yeah. I think I think uh, Dodinus and Dindy and everybody are so happy with you. This is a safe haven for sure, even though safe havens are kind of not in 2E anymore. But it's a safe haven for you guys. You don't have to worry about, like, ever needing food if you're within range of the easterly inn you can come here these hobbits are forever in your debt so um i will say before we move on you get some rewards for your journey (gasps) i do love rewards. Uh, yeah i like (laughs) too hell yeah are those reese's peanut butter cups (laughs) 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 the kid Um, gets uh mountain dew code reds (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Gamer fuel. Oh, Mountain Dew kickstarts. <laughs> Not sponsored. Baja could blast. Be. Baja um, blast. So, uh, Dodinus kind of brings you all over. You've had a few drinks now. You've read this letter. You're talking amongst yourselves. So, oh, oh, I, I nearly forgot. I, I feel so terrible, and and I'm so thankful for you saving my brother. I, I have a few things, um, that hopefully will come in handy. And he hands you uh, three letters, envelopes. More reading. <laughs> More reading. Mm-hmm. Now, they're all sealed. One says to King Dane. One Whoa. says to King Bard. And the other says to Gandalf the Grey. What the? F- I'll take that uh, one. That's Dodin- not a name oh. I've heard in <laughs> many years. Um... Dodinus says, Bilbo Baggins himself wrote these and gave them to me in case I ever needed help out here setting up the Easterly Inn. He was very excited that more hobbits were branching out. I don't remember how he said it. But I don't see a need for these. I don't think I'll ever head to Dale myself. I certainly don't see a situation where I'm talking to the king. I don't. No, if Gandalf will ever visit, I know his name, certainly, but I haven't seen him, and we're well established here, so if you ever meet these fellows, they should be of good use to you for introductions. Indeed. Ted, I feel like these are kind of your alley. Um, in mechanical game terms, with these specific people... Your council roles as you try to introduce yourself and ask for favors or whatever, um, you're going to get plus basically two extra roles to try and succeed again for these oh, people. So you we'll get like extra councils. Chances. Yeah. So every council, like important meetings with important people kind of thing, there's a mechanic. And uh, we've kind of ignored that to this, this point, but the 2E1 kind of simplifies it. So I'm definitely going to be using. Uh, and. Basically, you have a certain amount of chances to overcome a certain amount of successes that you need when talking to really important people. So you're going to get two extra chances with these people that you usually would have not gotten. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, You're so and and then he says, hopefully they will be of of some use. I um, should I? And and Agatha's like, yes, you you don't even use it. All right. And he kind of goes back into a little back room. He comes back out. And he lays this belt down on the table. It's pristine leather. The buckle is made of perhaps silver. Mm. He says, this is, uh, this is a, a belt that, oh, my, it, it, it supposedly belonged to, where's my notes? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look up, I didn't look up. Stalling. Like family lineages. <laughs> Listen, it's the Tolkien verse. You're allowed to have to reference notes. Yeah, <laughs> for real. If Gandalf uh, had to do it, you got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, "This belonged to Mirabella Brandybuck, 
And supposedly, she always claimed that Gandalf himself either made this belt or imbued this belt with some sort of magic. And it does seem to never corrode or fade in any weather. And it's a perfect fit, no matter who wears it. Perfect fit. And as he lays this out, you can just, you can almost feel like this hum kind of coming off of it at this, something special about this belt. Interesting. So I can't give you any coin, unfortunately. I will need to buy whatever I can from the merchants to make up for some of the lost supplies. Mm -hmm. But hopefully these things will help you in your journeys. And of course, free room and board, food, ale, whatever you need, always come to the East Dewey Inn. Now, be careful with that, because I'll take you to it. Oh, I, I might have to... We'll, we'll talk, Rory. <laughs> I understand. He'll drink you dry. The next time you go there, it's, there's a sign that says, Have you seen this man? <laughs> have you seen this dwarf? Thief, it's just a dwarf. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, whoever would like to take this belt, you can't tell exactly what it does, but you can use the fellowship phase uh, thing to figure out the special thing that it does or you can just put it on and see what happens and hopefully you can figure out from there so those are your two way of figuring out magical items that aren't weapons um, yeah we don't it... we don't know the hidden trait for the dark axe either yeah nope. Th- those I have, have a, a special that. set of rules yeah is the belt like like the sisterhood of traveling pants like it just fits anyone who wears it yep <laughs> it exactly. buckles itself too the belt of traveling pants <laughs> Pants. Sisterhoods. <laughs> <laughs> the belt of traveling pants. <laughs> belt of traveling pants. Okay, that's the official name of this belt now. <laughs> okay, so Ted, Ted, who is double fisting right now and is actually finishing his second ale, um, mm. kind of steps up and looks at it and says, this looks fascinating. And then he's uh, he's kind of just eyeing it and then he looks around and he's trying to remember who hasn't gotten a spoil yet. And he's, he's like, he's thinking through and, uh, I want to say, didn't your, Yurik hasn't gotten anything, right? He has a shield. Oh, he got the shield. Mm-hmm. Yes. If he wants to keep it, it's quite heavy. Yeah. He got a big shield. Nice. I don't nice, think nice. the kid's gotten anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually. So Ted, Ted, uh, kind of very gingerly like picks it up with both hands and looks over at the kid and says, I think this is yours. It's not mine. You just saw her put it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I found this in the lost and found. How and Ted, many drinks? Ted how, just, many, how, how deep are you in? <laughs> Ted just winks and goes, no, I really think this is yours. <laughs> no, she literally just brought it out. I didn't come wearing a belt. <laughs> um, I got a belt on. Look. <laughs> I already have a belt. Um, At least huh. put it on and see how it fits. Fashion okay. show. Fashion show. Fashion, <laughs> fashion show, show at lunch. lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the kid is just like beaming with kind of like excitement that he finally has what he wants. And then there's like the prospect of going home. That's like really, really exciting. So he does kind of just like. He looks at he looks at Ted and then he's just like kind of like really and then he puts it on. Does it fit? Oh, it fits perfectly. Oh. Like that middle hole is just like perfect for wow. what? Like it's wonderful. <laughs> Does it do anything uh, else? And then he he's like, can I keep it? And Ted says, "Oh, I do believe you can, but you may need to." Uh, do a little bit of research on what this actually does. It looks and feels like there may be more to it than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ted. Search. She literally told us all this information already. I don't. <laughs> no, but Ted. Ted has to be the one who who tells everyone. <laughs> no, the information covered come from me. I'm gonna I'm gonna mansplain to you. I'm gonna Ted exactly. to you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ted splaining for sure. Hobbit splaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a lot of elf splaining actually. I feel like yeah, I can see that <laughs> definitely. It's a big problem. And dwarf splaining. Do, do I feel yeah. different? Other than my pants fit? <laughs> you feel <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> Hell you yeah. Feel, you feel like you're just 
you almost have like a wanderlust as soon as you put it on. It's very, very, very subtle. But you just feel like you're ready for the road when you put this Ooh, belt it's, on. It is oh, a man. belt of traveling pets. <laughs> <laughs> it really ready is. For the road. Um, okay. So, let's do our fellowship phase. Here we go, yeah. once again. Yeah, I'm so excited. Much uh, less chaotic, hopefully, than last time. Yeah. Um, so, here's how it's going to work. Fellowship phase, we set the duration first. Um, this is all 2E rules. We're totally mm-hmm. converted. Everybody's got their new second edition uh, character sheets. We should probably put yes, them on sir. the website or something. I don't know. But yes. until then, we have converted. We've moved skills over. We've moved weapon damage, which all got nerfed over. Um, Damn. And we have our distinctive traits that are actually going to have mechanics when those come up again. So we're, we are ready. Um. But for this fellowship phase, a few things happen. First, we set the uh, place of the fellowship, which, you know, all of you are going to have a different place. So we're going to we're going to tackle that one at a time. Second, the duration is basically this whole season. It's a Yule fellowship. It's the longest kind of fellowship um, that we'll have. So a Yule fellowship is basically all winter. <laughs> so you're going to have like, and in this case, like all of autumn and winter. So very long. Uh, everyone gets to do their own thing. You can go home no matter where home is. So Ted, yes, that means you can go all the way back to the Shire if you wanted to. Wow. Um, it would. It could happen. Uh, it will definitely take this entire Yule Fellowship to do. But um, you can do that. Do some things just depending on what you want to do. Does you know? I don't know. I'm I'm excited because I only I have an idea of a couple of you. Like, your characters, I'm, oh man, I'm so excited. But other than that, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so, that's, you know, something to think about. Each one of you get to choose one of those uh, fellowship undertakings that I sent you. Um, mm-hmm. And then they all have benefits based on what you do. But we also need to apply some skill points and adventure points. All that good stuff. So you guys can level up. All of you receive... 12 skill points. Ooh. Basically, an, an, it's basically like you get a skill point an hour. Okay. Um, so you get 12 skill points. You also get 12 adventure points. Ooh. Sounds like a lot. So, so add that to what I already have. Right? Yeah, add that. If you had any holdovers from last time, you know, add that. Because it's a Yule Fellowship, there's some special. There's a special amount of skill points, not more, not extra adventure points. So add this only to your skill points. Add, um, however many wit, whatever your wit score is, not mm-hmm. the TN, the wit score. So it's probably like four or seven or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh. Um, that's how many more skill points you get because it's a Yule Fellowship. So, lots of skill Add points. That That's a lot. Skills. That's a ton. Yep. And so we got... 12 plus whatever wit is? Yep. This is yeah. the oh best Christmas ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we also get the rollover skill points? Is that mm-hmm. what you said? Wow. Well, if you have any from the last fellowship phase, so don't, not, okay, so let me make this clear. No, you said not what you, you said, what you said, Chris. You said what you said. <laughs> It's too late. You took your hand off the piece. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Hand off the chef's piece. um, Not in your skill groups. Don't. This is in place of the skill groups thing. Because I basically gave those out terribly, number one. And number two, very hard to remember. And everyone's got like a different number. Now, I kind of like the idea of leveling up that way because it's like Skyrim or whatever. But I think ultimately... This is a little bit easier to keep track of. Yeah. So, yeah. 12 skill points. If you had any leftovers from our last fellowship that you kept track of, then yeah, you can add those. So, what you can do with your skill points is obviously um, buy skills. Those are based off of that little um, converter I sent in the pod chat of our Discord. Um, You can use that to buy however many skill points. Uh, you have to trade in a certain number, and it shows you what however many you need to trade in. Should we spend all of our skill points now? 
you could save go them ahead. for later too. Yeah. Go and spend however many you want. If you want to save some for later, like if you're like, I, I can't get a four right now, uh, you can save, you know, however many you'd like to try and upgrade something to four uh, or whatever. So, um, so yeah. All right. I think I've got mine. Nice. Upgrade those bad boys. Yeah. And what about fellowship points? What are... Fellowship points, um, those are for while you're on an adventure, so those won't be used right now. But okay. basically you're gonna have oh, the same right, right. you're gonna have the same starting score as you guys had. So there's one, two, three, four, five of you, and I'm gonna continue even though it's not really like in two E anymore, because you have a hobbit, you have an extra one, so you have six fellowship points to use. Um, now Ted's one of Ted's cultural blessings is more fellowship points for everybody uh so if he wants to spend on that he can and um as you get patrons you'll get more fellowship points too depending on the patron so if you like befriend radagast there's a certain amount of patron or certain amount of fellowship points that go into that yeah i blew all my adventure all 12 of my points into one thing (laughs) what are you uh upgrading patrick so with my adventure points I had a two in spears, so I used all twelve to up it to three. Nice. Uh, Your spear may and... have been nerfed, but it's gonna hit more often at least. Oh yeah, and then for my with my skill points, I had no pips in travel, so I put a pip in travel, and then I had one pip in scan, so I put another. Up to, up that to two, okay. and I'm gonna bank the other three. Nice. Anyone else want to do a little show and tell before we move on of what they're upgrading? Sure, Me. I can. Or go ahead. Oh, what you, you go first. Oh. Okay. Go first. Okay. Rory is. <clears throat> uh, he had some some good times in this last adventure. <laughs> so he he had 16 total skill points. Uh, when because his weight is four, so that included sixteen, and then nice. with the twelve adventure, so he spent. Um, with my notes here, he spent and got uh, one pip in insight because I feel like he learned a little bit about you know reading people, being around the mm. group, and just interacting. Mm. Not so much that he learned how to speak well; he just learned how to yeah. like. Oh, that's what that means. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's why I've been confused. Um, and the, the treasures of the friends along the way. Exactly. Uh, I also got one pip in lore because I feel like he's learned a little bit more about the region and the area. As a treasure hunter, he's learned, okay, this used to happen here. So the goblins came at this time. Okay. Just that, like, he's the lore is really more about how he can find more treasure, but, you know. It, it went from some no, no knowledge to some knowledge. So, um, one pip there. Nice. And then, oh, and then I did battle. I moved from one pip to two Ooh. pips in battle. Um, there was certainly be... a lot of uh, a lot of battle to learn from. In the yeah, no. Uh, Rory had some really fun adventure times, which I think was really great. And then for I'm going to do the same with my adventure. I'm going to dump it all. I'm going to move my valor from a two to a three. Nice. So you get to choose a new reward for a piece of armor. Um, can't upgrade your axe because it's a special thing. Yes. But uh, so, but and that's on top of the of original armor. reward, correct? Yes. So there's two to- total. So I think what I was going to do for that was yeah, you get two rewards because we got to do we got to make up our first level stuff too. Yeah. I'll, I'll come up with the second one, but the first one I was going to think more for, um, you know, the general accomplishment was he, he, he's taken a couple hits, and so he really needs to upgrade his uh, his mail. And so he went nice. and he got some tailored mail made, and, you know, it was really nice and well close-fitting, and so that boosts his uh, protection. Okay. Priority or flat rate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did he... <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna spend on. That. I'm just gonna put it in. Just put it in the box. <laughs> Whatever's the in there. The silence, and then Patrick just going. Yeah, it's just <laughs> nodding it's, his head. It's just this little box that weighs a 
fuck ton because it's yeah. just like mail in there. Yeah, it's just pure metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What God? What is this? Someone's taking advantage of our system. Absolutely, I am. That's Rory. <laughs> um, cool. Then, uh, yeah, I like the idea of like having some some smiths help you out, upgrade your armor um, during this very long fellowship phase. Yes. Perfect. Uh, anyone else? Uh, Han, you wanted to share a couple things. Yeah, so I had 16 skill points. Um, four points I added to stealth which I had zero before, because I think <laughs> sneaking around that cave, I've learned. <laughs> Probably some stealth in your future. <laughs> um, I've also added four, or spent four points on awareness, which I also have a zero. Um, so I think just traveling has made him more aware. Nice. Um, and then I spent eight adventure points on getting two pips in the bow. Because now that, you know, freaking just murdered a bunch of (laughs) goblins with that bow, I think, I think I deserve it. So, (laughs) so that's what I spent it on. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I love that. Um, Great. Okay. Anyone else want to share before we move on? Anything special? Any actually, especially like, is anyone getting any new valor or wisdom like stuff? Wait, do I get a do I get a reward? You do. Everyone, um, this that's a good segue. We already mentioned it with Josh, but everyone's going to get one reward and one uh, starting virtue. virtue. Yeah. Because um, we didn't do that at when we've made our characters. Two E has you pick one of each when you start. So you guys are a little bit behind, actually. So you, everyone gets a reward, and everyone gets a virtue from that list I sent you. So uh, in addition to whatever you like, level up. So we don't have to go into all that on live on air, but know that you get to upgrade your character even more. Um, and we can Where go from on the there. sheet would we mark it? There is a little thing on the left that says uh, rewards and virtues. I think to left middle left of your sheet that should oh, be a list cool. of things. There are so for the virtues, I will say there are some. Um, like group ones that you can get, uh, not just as opposed to general. So there's ones for dwarves. One of them, I think, the one I chose is called. Um, where did I write this down? Untamable spirit, which gives me plus one max hope, and I roll an extra dice on shadow tests. So they're pretty yeah. cool. The um the cultural ones cultural, are for yeah. You can only choose those if you have a two or more in wisdom so the starting virtues are all just the basic ones that i sent you because that's like what you get Mm -hmm. to start with but yeah as you grow your wisdom two and up you get those really cool specific cultural rewards okay um which are awesome and bjornings um and what was the other one bjornings and woodsmen uh you you're in your own special you have to go to the wilderland um, you have to go to the Wilderness sheet to, to see those because those luckily just got released by, uh, uh, was it Free Press? <laughs> Free Press. <laughs> and uh, so it, it's. Where's that sheet, Chris? It's in the drive, but we, we can upgrade all of that, you know, off air. But okay. b- basically in there, there's like a Wilderland peoples and uh, you get to see your specific Wilderland virtues. So every time you hit a wisdom score of two or higher, you get a cult. You can choose one of the basic ones or a cultural vir- virtue, which does something special. So yeah. your fin is a cultural virtue. Um, yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> there was so, who had somebody had. Th- oh, it was Ted had three wisdom. So he's got two cultural virtues already active on his character. He gets got- advantage on every ranged attack. <laughs> which is bonkers that's wild and then what was the other one i don't remember the it's uh, oh uh small folk parry. which is yeah plus two parry against bigger enemies and then also apparently with nice. rearward you can't be in rearward unless there are two people um on mm. your team who are fighting in forward or open or uh defensive well we have and one then, who's always mm-hmm. forward right 
So we're good there. Damn exactly. right. Always. <laughs> so Always. small small folk makes it to where you only need one person, and you can stay in rearward. Yeah. Wow. Basic. Basically, the whole group can wipe, except for one other melee person besides Ted, and Ted could still be shooting a bow back there as long as you Yay. guys aren't. Yeah, as long as you guys aren't like overwhelmed by the enemy or something. Right. So I have two yeah. wisdom, which means when I look over the cultural virtues, I can pick one if I like it. Right? You said two or more. Um, you, you already have a cultural virtue. You have fit. Oh, that's so what you, you were already saying. chose Got that one. At you, you get one. Yeah. Okay. So you get one of the basic ones because that's what you should have and would have picked gotcha. when we made our characters. But now, you know, we made them in one e. Now we're making them in two e. So it's all, it's all part of the process. Cool. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I get okay. it. Yeah. I'm gonna reflect what i pick right now right on my sheet yes yeah go ahead and put everything on your sheet but we don't have to go into the minutiae uh more i'm sure there's uh plenty who are interested in the rules you should write up some some things about these about converting everybody mm-hmm. uh but we gotta get back to that story y'all mm-hmm. um okay our endeavors this is where you get to be a little yes. bit creative um what we want to do and if you want to do a little role play with something i know like the kid is probably going to want to like use that ethylas that's not necessarily something on the list of endeavors for uh, a fellowship phase but we can roll it into whatever you end up doing so i don't want to restrict anyone on like oh i want to like go grab Radagast by the collar and throw him around some more. You know, <laughs> Rough him up a little that, bit. Maybe that's me, patron. I don't know. <laughs> Defeat patron? I'm going to be Radagast's patron. Secret boss. Yes. <laughs> Who's your patron? Uh, going to be Radagast's patron. <laughs> Radagast, you need to go and do this quest. I'm sorry. Yeah. But do it right now. Uh, Take a shower. But yeah. Let's go down the line. Um. In fact, I mean, we've got the easiest entry with Han. So, Han, what would you like to do on this fellowship uh, phase? I would like to go use the stuff, but I don't <laughs> think... I don't want to travel by myself. Um, <laughs> while you're issue. staying while you're staying at the Easterly Inn, um, Baldor and Belgo uh, make mm-hmm. their way back to the Easterly Inn on their way back to Dale. And they have a few extra comrades with them. Some other merchants that have formed a caravan. All of you get plus one to your treasure because that was Baldor's promise to like give you a little bit of like his profits once he was done. So you get another plus one to your treasure. I have not forgotten. Mostly because I did some review this morning of our old episodes, but I have not forgotten. (laughs) So you all get plus one. Um, Yay. And uh, you can join Baldor and his convoy back to dale and you won't have to go alone okay let's do that anyone else anyone else <laughs> anyone going to dale or or the lonely mountain hmm? actually rory will probably hop along on this caravan uh, nice. to join on the way back to dale perfect he's got to get that uh mail upgraded somewhere yeah you know, um, he's got to go back to civilization at some point yeah cool i love this so Everybody else probably doing something in the valley, in the wilderness somewhere. But Han and Rory, you guys enter this caravan and go through Mirkwood back to Dale. Um, through Mirk... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you guys like play any games? They play what do speed you guys do? for sure. Like... <laughs> slide with our hands? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Egyptian slap? What was that? Yeah. Uh, Egyptian That's rat great. race. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like 400 different names, I think. Yeah, there's a million yeah. names for that game. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Um, as you're traveling, you do feel like traveling is a little bit easier for you, uh, the kid, with this belt on. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not sure why, but it's just... My pants aren't dragging anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You've grown up. You, you don't need to sag your pants anymore. You wear fitting yeah. pants now. Um I'm a man. <laughs> I still cut them off into shorts, but hey. Stairway <laughs> um, pants. You uh, head through the forest. Now, you don't hear the wolf at night anymore, but that chill is still with you. Um, as you continue going through, a few things happen. 
you see two hunting elves that join your party and kind of es- help escort you back to the other side. You pick up a little bit of information that the elves are a little bit worried about the Dale uh, folk uh, coming in and cutting uh, in the in Mirkwood, cutting down wood and trees and things. So they kind of escort you for your safety, but they also want to make sure you're not cutting into the forest either. So it's a little double-edged sword there. Mm-hmm. As you head on the elf path, it gets narrow in certain places, and the elves seem very wary. They seem like they're on alert, high alert the whole time. Every night that that chill comes back, you just feel like the elves are extra alert those nights. But you make it through Mirkwood, and you get to the bustling city of Dale. Now, Dale is huge. It's nothing like anything the rest of the Wilderland has. It's got walls. You know, it's got its own major roads and paths, some of them leading into the Lonely Mountain. Um, And as you enter, I think Rory and Han part ways to do their individual fellowship phases. But we'll start with Han here. What would you like to do? Uh, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket style run home. (laughs) (laughs) Golden ticket. Yeah, leaves in hand. Um, But I think. Before they do part ways, he does say goodbye to Rory because he can't imagine needing to adventure back mm. out. Yeah. So this is like, this is it. This is well. it, fam. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the, thanks for the memories. <laughs> yeah, for the memories. Listen, you were you were a great adventuring companion, for for whatever it was worth. I mean, you were trusting with that bow, and that's that's worth something. No. So good luck to your endeavors. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to see you again, so I don't have to deal with the, the whole, like, emotions thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just awkwardly turn and walk away. We, we still have to walk for another couple hundred feet. Yeah, together. together. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, we both continuously, like, wave, bye. We both parked in the same Go place. in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Absolutely. <laughs> the worst. Uh, all right, bye. Okay, okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay, oh, okay. Bye. Yeah. I think this is for real. Bye for reals. Bye for reals. <laughs> I'm parked over here. <laughs> okay, so Han, you you want to go home then? I want to go home. Yeah. Okay. Heat up some you, ears. <laughs> yeah. Get the, get get a, get a towel ready. You're gonna put it down under the door. Um. You head home. It's in a more affluent part of town. Uh, It's been gentrified 100%. Um, And as you approach your door, um, you almost feel that chill again, but it leaves like immediately. This is home, you know? This is is good. Um, There's a little bit of foot traffic in the streets, but you have the key and you're ready to enter your home. Would you like to do? I guess open the door. Yeah. <laughs> Put key in lock. Turn key. Okay. Open door. <laughs> okay roll for cur- turning key. It's um, locked. I slide the Athelus leaves locked. underneath the door With and say, "Good luck." Um, Four twenty blues. <laughs> does the does the other than it's cold? Which maybe it's because of the belt or something. We don't know, right? Like I, I in in the kid's brain, I'm like maybe the belt is just making me chilly. Yeah. Um, but um, is there anything different about the house? What am you, I looking at? I guess. Yeah, when you. Like, when you're looking at the house, um, I I feel like even you know, the richer part of town. A lot of the buildings are right up next to each other. Think like medieval kind of crammed streets. But uh, think like Ebenezer Scrooge in um, uh, The Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> You've got like, it's it's kind of one big building, right? But his is like three stories tall, you know, like, and it's got this great doorway and he's got his own little piece of that big building. Um, that's, that's kind of like the kid's home. Um, you open this the door and as soon as you do this the smell hits you it was there when you left but it's a hundred times worse now 
it wafts through the house and you have to kind of like hold yourself a little bit before throwing up like you just have to swallow hard it is deathly quiet inside in front of you is the little foyer that your you know family of your family home here the rooms directly back is like the dining room and kitchen but off to the right it leads to the family side of the home you know that perhaps if you don't hear commotion out here perhaps everyone's in their rooms maybe in the main in the the main room in the back where your your parents sleep you're not sure but you can't hear anything out here he runs straight to his parents and it's just like mama papa i got it it'll be okay you're gonna be fine now i have the cure you say that after you open their room you ignore it these two rotting corpses on this bed and you remember the instructions you were given to make like Ethelas work its most potential but you look at these bodies the smell hits you even more you recognize them you look at them you see your two parents and in your mind you can see that they're just sleeping but there's a little part of your brain that knows what it's really looking at what would you like to do next he approaches them because they're still sleeping mm-hmm. and he tells them that he worked really hard to find the cure for them and he asks if he's if they're proud of him and everything's gonna be okay he's just gonna go boil some water um, and just to hang on a little longer he'll be right back so he goes into the kitchen to do that okay roll um do you have any pips and healing <laughs> nope <laughs> nope well you can boil water that was all uric woof yeah, I think you, you can boil water. I'm not going to make you roll to boil water. Hell yeah. Um, and, you put you know, ice in it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's one of those things where you go into the kitchen and you're like, what did I come here for? Yeah, yeah. You open the fridge. You're like, what the? Huh? <laughs> I need something hot from in here. <laughs> you, you bring back that boiling pot of water. Set it down. You crack those leaves into them. This aroma fills the room. It fights back like this decay smell a little bit. Pushes that back. Little moment of warmth enters you. Like a shadow's lifted off to your shoulders. And you can't deny it any longer. You left knowing this was already done. They were already gone. But this at the last like gives you this clarity of mind to realize your parents have been dead before you left. That this desperation needs to find the truth. I think he he curls up at the bottom of their bed. Just the truth kind of coming at him. Hmm. Absorbing that truth. <laughs> um, but I think he stays there for a while. Okay. I think the kid stays, doesn't even realize how much time has passed. Arrived maybe late afternoon. Darkness is falling now. And as you sit with this, You feel that chill come back in the house. And it's far more intense than it was out in the forest, out when you were camping 
with your friends. It's like the misty mountains themselves are blowing through the windows, but the air is still. And you think for a moment that the body of your mother moves. But when you look, there's nothing. What do you do? Hold her hand one more time, just to make sure. Because I think he's still kind of figuring... Like, he did all of that work, right? Just to just to find this cure. And even though part of him knew that the reason why he left was because they were already dead. And so he was just trying to find, like, figure out what to do next. And so now that he realizes that now now that he can't escape the truth um he's trying to say his goodbyes but i think he's still struggling with like the hope that you know maybe it's like an illusion or like he he's experienced so much um out in the world like could this be like another piece of magic at work where hmm. they're dead hmm you hold her hand. It's dried out. Stiff. Your fingers can't clasp around yours anymore, so you kind of do that double palm around her hand. And you think about these things, and you look up at her face that now seems to be a little bit more kind of turned towards you. You swear she was looking up at the ceiling before, but now her face is kind of just, just barely moved in your direction. And her eyes have long since kind of like gone into sockets, but somewhere deep down inside, a pale grave green begins to glow somewhere in the darkness of those sockets. And a voice enters the room, nothing like you've heard before. Child. You do not hold who you love. You hold your doom. For I am the chaked one. The gibbet We'll see you next time! <laughs> oh my god. What, what the f- <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> Rory, Dang get in there. <laughs> <laughs>